Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! All right. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here. And man, it, it was it was a pretty good day as a fan mewing. Just, just kind of if you caught the vibe, just saying, you know, fam you baseball, fam you softball. They won the day. And I for one, I needed that. That I, that was a nice bounce back after what we saw from the basketball teams with an S. Yeah. Um but before we do all that, as always, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Feel free to check out Herb. He was at the CIAA tournament. So, again, that brother is uh, hes a somebody. He's not just your regular Joe. So, yeah, going into all that, though, I'm going to start off looking at family baseball. We went two for three on the weekend. That That's a good thing for the most part. Part of it is just because, for me, we only beat the HBCUs. I mean, that we, the game against Doors was a molly whopping. We got killed. But against Southern, you know, we, we did a little something. We won that game 12 to 6. And I got what I wanted. That was – I wanted to start with that. Cause that's what I asked for. The first thing I asked for, I wanted to beat Southern. That that's that's a rival to me. I'm sorry, that's one of my rivals. I'm I'm very competitive when it comes to Southern, and I just I like to beat them. That that's just me. I, I'm not even gonna lie about it. And it was it was a nice win against a good team, and that that's what you really need. You need to beat teams like Southern that are in your conference, that are honestly your competition. Like, you need to beat the teams that are out of conference too. But Southern is definitely one of those teams that you need to defeat. Um, now, we lost to the University of New Orleans. That was a 12 nothing molly whopping. Again, I don't get overly upset about the losses especially when they're non-HBCU programs, because I understand how are we funding this, this baseball program? I, I can't expect Popeye's quality chicken when I'm giving you all the quality product. I'm saying all these are lesser product, but I'm just saying if I'm coming in here expecting to save and not spend, I can't get mad when the product's not where it should be. So... Yeah, we're gonna sorry about that. We're gonna we're gonna fix that. Um, hopefully. Just as a as a university, as a fan base, that's something that I want to see changed. Now we finished off against Prairie View and we won that six to four. So the first thing that tells me is conference wise, there's a little bit of hope. Like if you look at the SWAC and what it is, 
fam, he's got a chance. And that's all you really need. Main thing you need is a chance. You need a shot. You need opportunity. Because if you can get past the SWAC tournament, all of a sudden you might be able to make a little bit of noise. You might be able to do some things that are worth talking about. And if we're really truly looking at building this program and making it better as a entire athletic program, you got to start beating teams that aren't in the SWAC. Uh, again, that's that's just going to be my little my little thing. It's going to be my little lead in because we're going to talk about you know finish up on family baseball, get ahead to softball, but we're we're going to finish up by talking about the grass might be a little green on the other side. But, but before we get there. Family softball. Look, family softball came out there and nice wins. Some nice wins. Again, baseball, those are their first wins of the season. But we now have three wins. We came from having none. Now we got two. I'm sorry, I said three. The softball team got three. Now, Southern was our first victory. Again, it was sweet. It was two to one and on the first game. Second game, we beat them 2-0. Okay. All right. We swept Southern. Love that. Again, it's, the rivalry is not the same as it is in football. But it, it's still it's still a victory against a team that's in your conference at the HBCU Classic that they had there. Now, the next time we played Alabama A&M, 4-3 victory. Another nice one. Like, those are some good wins. Those are some quality wins. Against teams that are other HBCUs. As I stated before, I want our next thing to be beating them that are not HBCUs. But for the moment, I'll take it. And I'm fine with that. Now, the last one, we finished off with South Carolina State today. Another victory. Ooh, 13 to 8. So that means our current record is 6 and 9. It's not a winning record. But as I mentioned before, Softballs and baseball, especially softball, those are teams I'm circling to have winning records. The Olympic sports that I'm looking at that, that you got a chance. Those are two of the teams that when the season ends, I'm looking for a little bit of closeness as far as the record. I, I'm not looking for losing records. I, I get it in basketball, especially men's basketball. I accepted it early. I just didn't think it was going to be this bad. Women's basketball, similar. But I'm looking forward to softball. If we can continue to do what we're doing and then do it in conference play, I think it's going to be some good things. And you could have a winning record there, which is something you really need. Like, just as a confidence builder, as an alumni, those are some things I want to see. Now, their next game is against Southeastern Louisiana. That's on Wednesday. That's going to be a fan view. So um, I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. Not going to lie to you about that because now the baseball team, I forgot their next game, uh, much needed wins, UNF and Auburn. So we're gonna see UNF is a team that's kind of, we're very parallel with. Like we match up pretty well with them. Like they're one of those teams that it's a coin flip. Normally, either we can win that game or lose that game. It's not like Stetson. Stetson is one of those teams where when you play them, you're probably going to take a loss because Stetson, that's a team that routinely goes to the NCAA tournament, whereas UNF, they're not consistent. Some days 
they're a really good team that can beat the likes of Florida State and Florida. Other times, they're a team that can't compete against the FAMU. So if they can become consistent, it's going to really cause some issues there. So um, I, for one, I'm, I'm a little – I'm a little nervous about those two games. I don't, I don't speculate. I think the Auburn game is going to be a molly whopping, even though Auburn is not a baseball school anymore. Still, I think product wise, I got questions. Now, one thing I ain't got questions about was the tennis program. Um, and unfortunately, today's game got canceled for better or for worse uh, down here. It was in Orlando. I had intentions on going. But it worked out. I'm not going to lie. I had a class project that I'm still working on and that I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this work, go to this game, go to church, come home. And then it was like, yo, the game's canceled. I'm like, whoo, thank God, because I was stretched. So um, that being stated, game was canceled today, but there was some goodwill done. If you see, they posted that the FAMU tennis team was out there in the community helping and doing some good things. And that's part of what it's about. That's not what it's all about. They're they're here to get education. They're not here to serve the compute the community at all times. That's something you want to see them do. But it's not necessarily what they're here for. They're here to be students. They just happen to be athletes as well that are high quality athletes. We appreciate what they did down here. Hopefully. Uh, get to see them again down here in the Orlando area. They don't play until Saturday, so we'll talk about that on Thursday. Now, women's basketball team, that was a loss. I, it, was, it wasn't that close, but it was a loss. Their next game is against Southern on Monday. Two games left in the season, and then mercifully, the season will likely come to an end against Bethune-Cookman in Daytona. I do anticipate being at that game. Just being honest, that's it, the season's over. It, it's not something to really get overly upset about. You're just hoping for next year that you took some things away, especially health-wise, that you can learn how to manage your roster as far as what can we do differently in training to prepare the ladies for the season and also keep them healthy. Right? you getting five injuries makes a difference. How's it going, Miss Williams? She made it. She's also in the program with me. So, look, we hold each other accountable. I will finish Module 7 tonight. So as soon as I finish this, I'm going back to that. <laughs> um, but I did finish Module 6. Uh, I'm in the project management course that FAMU has. So they ain't paid me to say that either. I'm just being honest and transparent. Now, the uh, men's team, that was an abject failure. I don't <laughs> – I was at the University of Tampa game. I was watching that one. I was working it. And as we're kind of watching the game and the stats and whatnot, and the girls down there, congratulations to their ladies' team. They did win their conference with one loss all season long. Their men's team got a molly whopping. And that coach has been there like 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> um so I can't just say it's just FAMU that's accepting it. It's fate when it comes to some sports. But I looked over at the FAMU game, and I was going to listen to it. And next thing I know, it was 60 to 30. Like, nah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna watch the rest of this. I'm, I'll go to the game on Saturday, but I'm not going to be stressed out while I'm driving. 
Like I had the game because you can't really get on the radio. So you got on the Facebook, flip the phone over, put it in the passenger seat and try to listen to the game. And yeah, no, it's at this point in the season, I'm I'm not gonna do it to myself. Not in traffic. Like if I'm just home by myself, the wife and the kids, I'll put it on, I'll watch because I want I want to support. I, I want the swag to see that there is a reason to have an actual network. But personally, if I'm driving, I'm not killing myself for that. That that's it's not gonna be that. That that's a terrible product that we are putting out there. And it, there's no running from it. When you're losing by 30 points like that, like I couldn't even get mad at Yard Talk when she was talking trash. It was like, you're right. <laughs> we suck. Like, and you just came off a winning streak. Like, you came off a winning streak. You were beating the teams in Alabama. You over there talking about, you know, going to their trap and taking their trap. And then you just get deep pants at home. Like, yeah, you got that Grambling. <laughs> that that's Grambling East right now. The way it's looking, like we didn't protect home this year. Is in any way, shape, or form were we really successful as a basketball program? But especially at home, like we almost lost the Division Two teams at home. Like it was not it. And yeah, we lost some players, but it just didn't work. And it didn't click. And honestly, for y'all that are saying what you're saying, not far behind you. But yet there's hope. And it's called football. And thank goodness for football. Because Willis Simmons got something brewing. Like I'm just saying, this is the beginning of a tradition. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. Last year, I did think we get another player. I did think my dude Savion was going to get a shot somewhere. Now, this year, he didn't end up with the Pittsburgh Maulers. They gave him a shot. But you're also seeing that now, all of a sudden, Xavier Smith goes up there, has a really good time. Like, he was the MVP. Like, I'm just saying. Then last season, you got Marquise Bell. You have specials on Xavier Land where they're saying, yo, he was very impressive. And a lot of teams are liking what they're seeing. Okay, yeah, he might be a little undersized, but at the same point, that dude's a player and he's a good character dude. And I can attest to that. I mean, you're starting to see Willie Simmons might be able to turn fam you into a destination place far as for not only transfer students but high school students just kind of look at it one of the things these students are looking at can i get to the league that was part of the success of jackson state it wasn't that they were just winning but in dion's first season there he got notoriety he got attention and all of a sudden people were paying attention to that program and you had a player come out of your program that got drafted. Yes, he's a transfer. Marquise Bell's a transfer. Like Bell transfers from Maryland to FAMU. I believe it was James Houston transfers from UF to go to Jackson State. Nobody cares where you transfer from. They just don't care where you leave from. Like I'm just saying, Russell Wilson transferred from NC State. 
but on his stuff, it says Wisconsin. I'm just saying, like, if you can continue to make this happen, you can really turn FAMU into a destination place, especially over the next three to four years. And if that happens, you're going to have to find some money just as a conference. And that takes me to my inside the den area. The grass is greener on the other side. And when I say that, I'm talking about the other side of the tracks. Listen to what just came out of Florida State. Check it out. Um, Florida State is literally telling the ACC we're not getting enough money. And they're getting $42 million from the ACC. And they're about to be $30 million behind. So that means UF's getting about 70, almost like 70. They're going to be hitting close to $80 million from the SEC. But FAMU's getting about 60K from the SWAC. Okay, I hear you. The SWAC's not the ACC. I don't disagree with you on that. And again, that 60K number, I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Oscar, he did pull that up on one of his shows. I don't want to make that seem like I got that from somewhere else. I did get the FSU numbers from uh, an article I pulled up uh, the other day. Actually, I pulled up today and I uploaded on the FQ Family Twitter page because I want you to see my sources. Um, I, I have a history degree. I'm not a trained journalist. I'm a trained historian. So I'm going to give you my data. So I'm not just talking out the side of my neck. I'm not lying. I don't expect you to just trust me on everything I said. Now, the ACC revenue for the ACC network was projected to be 8 to $10 million. So this has me ask that first question. And I've asked this and I've said this consistently. That's why I can't doing this media thing right. And when you're seeing those kind of numbers from the ACC network, and anybody that's watched the ACC network will tell you, it ain't the best. Honestly, the SEC network ain't that good either. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to sit up here and blow smoke up your butt and tell you, oh, the SEC's got the best product out there. They don't. It's not that good. It's straight. It'll get the job done, but it's not that good. And the ACC network ain't much better. Like, what they really do is they show their football games, they show their basketball games, they show baseball. They occasionally show softball, which is normally Florida State or Notre Dame. And every once in a while, you get wrestling and you got Packer and Durham. Other than that, you really don't have a great product. And you're getting 8 to $10 million per year from it. You cannot tell me that with the uniqueness of what HBCUs are, that a SWAC network couldn't at least get 750,000 to a mil like that that's the that's the, the payout like you can't tell me that this conference with those bands with the attention that they draw couldn't bring that because you're looking at other conferences like the American Athletic Conference each school's getting a seven million dollar payout and you're seeing UCF just left them like the Mountain West Conference, $1.1 million payout. Sunbelt, 500K. Okay. I'm just saying, I think the SWAC could get at least 250 
hundred. I mean, I was I would be a million dollar guy personally. I, I really think the swag has that kind of brand just off the bands in the football. But you can't tell me you can't get a hundred thousand dollars like per school. That's ridiculous. Considering you literally have the best HBCU bands in your conference. Like only people that is not putting those top those bands in the top. Only two. I'm just gonna be honest. The only two bands that are not in the swag that are the best bands in the nation are Norfolk and AT. Other than that, it's a swag. Like they got all the best. You got FAMU, you got BCU, you got Southern, you got Jackson State, Alcorn solid. Texas Southern's pretty good. Like literally, Grambling's straight. Like I didn't even get to Grambling. And they got a tradition in that big old drum. But literally, that's seven bands out of 12 schools in the conference. Seven of the bands are solid. Like, there's only one school in the conference that really don't have a good band. And that's because they're tiny. That's Valley. And Valley's band is decent when you start looking at the size. Like, they ain't bad. I mean, there's only one band in the conference I really don't rock with. Like, and that's that's Alabama a and I can't, I can't do it. Alabama State. I think I forgot to mention them. Like that might be eight bands. Like I'm just saying, you could literally have band-centered content and make millions off of it. Like literally have a weekly band show where you either pick up, you can honestly pick up that show that Alabama State made and put it in syndication and put it on your network because that does feature one of your conference's bands. Or you could literally just go season to season and follow the different bands in the conference. Like, that's a, just a show idea to just throw out there. You could do the Why Not Us style show and follow the football teams in the conference and then do something similar for basketball. Like, it's just... To me, it's not rocket science. Like, that's three shows right there. And then you put some content creators on the channel, get get a person like Ty Floyd up there who's building a resume, who has worked for you before, and pay her what she's owed. And all of a sudden, you have a person, you have a personality with conference connections that's worked with your network, that's also worked with the likes of ESPN, and do something with them. You got HBCU game day in the bag. Partner with them. They have great production value. Like, use the resources that you have. You, you have a show where you have content creators like myself coming there, and we just talk about our school. Do a roundtable, whatever you want. But you literally have the, the, me- the mechanism in place to do it. Swacking a fool. Like, you literally have people right there that you can use. Like it it doesn't make sense. BJ, like all these people that you could literally build a network around and utilize content from your 12 member schools to be able to create a show base, a network base. Because let's be real, if you got five, maybe six shows, yo, you're pretty decent. Mess around and snag a college hill. And like I said, the Alabama State 
pull, pull a couple of those shows from syndication that were on your campuses. Look, there we go. Game day. Why don't you have SWAC game day? Every week, go to a sw different SWAC school. There's 12 schools. You could literally go to one school per week and make it happen. Visit the classics. Like, it's it's there. It's just not being done. And that's part of what drives me batty when I'm looking at these numbers. Because Florida State's complaining, complaining about 42 million and being left behind. And we're not getting them, we're not getting close to that from the SWAT. And I'm not saying we should get that much. I'm a rational realist. But I'm just saying we can get one. Like one one million per school, the difference it would make. That would just be from that. Like I'm just saying, two, three, four. If you were to get five million per school, the difference in facilities alone would be huge. You would go from having shoddy facilities at some campuses and literally borrowing from your cities to where some of these schools could actually build their own, acquire land, acquire more resources so that they can then build up their facilities and then redistribute some of that money back into the athletic coffers. Now with FAMU, I'm, I'm less concerned with that because we give a lot to the academic portion. Athletics doesn't get a lot. But why isn't that happening? SWAC's missing it. And I, I'll say it. And it's not a ugly criticism of anyone there. It's a critique of the whole system. You're missing out on a lot of money. And some of it is because you just don't want to deal with it. You, you have washed your hands of it and said, yo, HBCU goes got it. And that's cool if you want to do that. But when you go back and you look at some of these other conferences, especially the one that struck me was, I believe it was the Mountain West Conference, where they literally, they have a deal with ESPN and they're celebrating it. But then you looked at conferences like, I believe it was the uh, American Athletic, where they're like, yeah, all of a sudden, We've got this revenue increase, and now we have a deal with ESPN, and we have a deal with Fox, and a deal with this company. And you're seeing where uh, it was CBS and Fox. I'm sorry. But those are the two companies that they're dealing with, and they now are getting money from both. You're, you're not doing that. Like, you have HBCU Go, you have ESPN, but at the same point, what we're doing isn't working is not generating enough revenue because you're still finding yourself saying you're low resource institutions when you're really some of the largest HBCUs in the nation. And you're at a point where students are clamoring to a tenured college and universities. And you're having the same fights and same problem where we don't have enough space to house students. Well, if you had additional revenue that you were getting from the conference, you could put that in housing. We just saw where fam, you bought land and bought some pre-existing what you're going to use for housing. You still got to fix it up, clean it, and renovate it and everything else. But imagine if you had additional funds to kind of put into that. What if you could have an athletic village where, hey, this is for the athletes. And within this, we have a study center. 
one of the things I love about going to other colleges and universities, I like being in their facilities. I love when I would go to the University of Tampa and I kind of go to their gym. First thing you do when you walk in the gym to the right, they got this huge Spartan statue. Sorry. My high school mascot was a Trojan, so it looks like a Trojan to me. Then on the left, they have a student center, a study center. To the right, they got a concession stand, and you go straight back. They got, like, locker rooms. So it's pretty much locker rooms for all the teams. But you're able to see that they've invested in it. And they're able to see that if we put some money into this, we can get a better product on the field. And now they're winning championships. I think the SWAC is missing the boat by not having a dedicated area that they can focus on generating a lot of revenue. And I think it would generate millions. I think you're selling yourself short in a lot of areas. And you really should probably designate a person that that's their job. All you do is try to get revenue for this conference. Because I have doubts about, I have doubts. Let me say that. Uh, let me say that without a, offending anyone, uh, just because kind of see what it is. But I'm, I'm just seeing that. And that struck a nerve with me today. So, or really yesterday when I heard it, and then I read what Malcolm Al, Mike, Michael Alfer said. And then I looked and he's like, 42 million is not enough. We need another 30. And it's like, yo. And then flip that back and they say, yeah, the payout's going to be like 100 and some mil three years, we can pay that. And it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if you caught that and if you read that, but this man talked about $100 million and talking about being able to pay it off in like three years. Hit FAMU or any HBC with a $100 million bill, we have to pull from the endowment probably. And, and he's over there just blinking at it like, yeah, we can get that. And part of it is because your TV contract's paying you 42, three years. That's a hundred and some mil over 120 mil was that 126. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but I can multiply. $120 million that you brought in in that same three years. If what's the reports we're hearing about this 60,000 are the same, they got 120 mil. You got 120, 180,000. I don't know what you're going to do with 180000 but you can barely pay a coach with that. And really, with that sixty k, you can't pay one of your coaches. Football coach alone is making about three hundred, dollars and he earns it. Basketball coaches are making one fifty. dollars We've paid our basketball coach about a million dollars. The men's coach. Let that sink in. So I'm, I'm just saying unless the SWAC does some things very different as far as how it runs its business operations, you're going to have defectors because honestly, you can love or hate what Dion was saying. It wasn't wrong. When the Sun Belt is paying a half and I'm pretty sure the buyout to lead the SWAC ain't that bad. I'm just saying if force HBCUs left to join a conference like the Sun Belt, I mean, they're going to try to negotiate a new TV contract because once you add new schools, the amount of money dispersed is going to go down. But still, if you were to get four, four to six HBCUs to join that conference, 
as an 18-team conference, and that conference spans from the Carolinas to Louisiana, that's in your footprint. That means your games are actually driving distance for a lot of schools. And if you're making more money, that's a problem. That's your competition because they now are looking and saying, oh, crap. FAMU, Jackson State, they have good attendance numbers. Southern has decent attendance numbers. Hmm. Maybe we should try to draw your top attendance schools that actually have a rival. Like, if I'm them, Southern, Jackson State are teams I'm pushing. I'm pushing that. I'm asking. If I'm the Sun Belt, I can ask that question. Would y'all like to come in together? Because you keep the Boombox Classic. You can still play the, you know, game in New Orleans. Because they're not going to, some of them aren't going to know. But you can keep the Bayou Classic. Y'all just going to start beating them more often because you got better resources. Hmm. I mean, that's a that's a thing. You go to FAMU and you're like, hey, you can keep playing BCU. You just got to have better resources. You're going to beat them more often. Okay. I'm just saying, like, just being a realist about the situation, you got to realize who your competition is because otherwise they're going to take your stuff. They're going to come to your trap and take your trap, and you're not going to get it back. And those schools that were once low resource, they're going to be at that lower level of the FBS, which we've already seen. Hey, so many schools are already looking to pull away. It's only going to get worse. And if the SWAC doesn't do something soon, you're probably going to lose a couple members because at this point, let's just say it like this, ain't much loyalty in these streets like it used to be. So, all right, y'all, um, I do have this classwork to finish because I said I was going to finish this module tonight. So, <laughs> but before I do all that, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Shout out to Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Y'all know they run about twice a month. Check them out, man. Find out about the newest products. I told y'all I listened to Herb when I was like, yo, I got to get a new phone. He's like, yeah, that, that, that iPhone is straight. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay with my phone. What kind of computer I need? Like, I'll tell you, I'll be bothering her. Like, that's that's my guy. Um, but he also has a basketball space. He was at the CIAA tournament. I told y'all, her was a basketball head. He's also a bandsman, graduate of Alabama State University. So I'm just telling y'all, man, good brother over there. Um, and good things, man. Look forward to hopefully seeing some of y'all on Saturday. More gymnasium. I will be there. I might bring my little people with me. So y'all be nice to me. Don't talk too bad because I might have little ears with me. Um, that will be their first family BCU game and probably my first time on BCU's campus if everything works out right. So, um, but that being stated, y'all, thank y'all for watching. And as always, it's me fangs up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me?